Shalom to all. Today's office climbed off Lamed Beis, and we are starting at the fourth line with a quote from the Mishnah, Shur Shalkeshun, Shur Shadulin, Vechulu, Rebbe Lazar Mater, Vechulu, and Vilnsur Sadaf. It's a few lines into Yud Zayin Amar Aleph. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Merim Sar, Basib Yaakov Moshe, Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now let's just review that we had three cases in the Mishnah. The first case was a person planted two rows of Keshuin, then two rows of Dulin, then two rows of Polamitri. That's okay. The next case was the one that we're quoting right now one row of Keshuin, one row of Dulin, and one row of Polamitri. The Mishnah said after that case, Asr. Then we had a third one that was talking about four rows, one of Kishuin, one of Dulun, one of Polamitri, and then another one of Kishuin. And that was the subject of Machlekes between our Lezen and Chamim, whether or not that's permitted. Now the Gemara tells us, Rabbiani Omar, Rabbiani says, Bimachlekes, this middle case that we mentioned, one row of Kishuin, one row of Dulun, one row of Polamitri, is also subject to the Machlekes between our Lezen and Chamim. And what's the Machlekes? Shnei minim and starfin lahatzel, ve'ain shnei minim and starfin le'asar. Rabbiani holds that two minim are mitzarif, lahatzel, to save the middlemen. And they're not going to be mitzarif to aser the middlemen. So these two outer rows of kishun and polamitri, they're not mitzarif to aser that middlemen. And it's not considered like they're being chayvish that middlemen. And therefore, it's permitted to keep these three rows over here. In other words, according to Rabbi when our Mishnah says Rabbi Yezer Matir on that third case of the Mishnah, it's also going on the second case of the Mishnah, meaning Rabbi Yezer argues with the chamim in that second case as well that it's mutter. However, Rav Amarav says Kalhi, this second case is according to everyone. Kashem shishnei minim mitzarif lahatzel, just like two minim are going to to save the middle one. So the two minim will be mitzarif to aser. And the Gemara continues, and this is the proper girsa. Masnisa pliga al Rabbianai. Our Mishnah is clearly not like Rabbianai. The Tanin, because what does our Mishnah say? Rabbi Yazar Matir, Rabbi Yazar Matars. And that was said only on the third case of the Mishnah, not in the second case. The second case concludes by saying aser, and it doesn't say Rabbi Yazar says that it's mutter. So clearly our Mishnah is not like Rabbianai. Now the Gemara suggests the Masnisa pliga al Rav. Maybe our Mishnah is also not like Rav. Why is that? Because what's the third case of the Mishnah? Shur shal kishuin, shur shal deluin. And Rabbi Yazar said in that case that it's permitted. Now, here's a potential reason why our Mishnah might not be like Rav, because before planting that fourth row of Kishuin, shouldn't already the setup of three be Usr? Again, Rav said that according to Rabbi Yazar, when we have just one row of Kishuin, one row of Dulin, one row of Polamitri, that's Usr. So, how is it that according to Rav's opinion of Rabbi Yazar, we're ever going to get to this third case of the Mishnah where we have four rows? That fourth row should never be allowed to be planted because when we have these three rows, it's already Usr to be Makayim. Them. So it seems to be Amrish is not like Rav. So the answer is Tifter Ka'achas. We could explain that he planted all four of them at exactly the same time, and in that situation, Rebbe would say it's permitted to keep them there. And continuing on with the Mishnah, we had said Adam Kishas and this was a Chiddush. The Mishnah told us that if we have a hole in the ground that's one by one Tafach, a person can plant Kishas and Dalas into this hole, and as long as they're both facing away from each other, so it's very clear that they weren't planted together, it's permitted to keep them there. Now the Gemara brings a Brisa that tells us we can actually have four in there. Tani, the Brisa says, a person can make a small hole in their field, which is a tefach deep, and plant four different minim inside, and turn them to four different directions. So let's say he plants four different minim on the four corners, as long as they're all facing outwards into different directions, that would be permitted, and we're not limited to only two, as the Mishnah says. Now if Arba Kahana and Shimon or Shaya say, this is only when they're leaning towards empty ground, there can't be anything planted around this one tefach hole, because if there is, obviously it would look like kalayim. Over here, we're talking about where we have an empty patch of ground with a one tefach hole in it. We could plant four different species in the corners. Our Ramana Bayer, Ramana asked the following question, in B'nai Tan if you're going to say that all these minim are being faced outwards towards empty space, empty land that doesn't have anything planted in it, so nisni shmaina, we should teach that eight minim could be planted in this little square. Shnaimikan, Ushnaimikan, Ushnaimikan, Ushnaimikan. Two here, two there, two there, and two there. What does that mean, two? 
So four could be planted in the four corners, and then another four can be planted on the sides. So that's a total of eight. Why don't we suggest that? And we end off with this question. And moving on to Lan Bezon Bezon on top with a brand new halacha, halacha hey, and perhaps it's not so brand new because we did mention this in the previous Mishnah. And the Mishnah tells us, let's say he has a field, and he wants to plant rows of Deluin inside. So Rabbi Shmuel Aimer Rabbi Shmuel tells us, he uproots two rows of onions. Now it's important to note, as we mentioned previously, that a row is four amais, so that means that he's uprooting eight amais, and he plants one row, which means in the middle four amais, of this eight amas section, he's planting one row of deluin, and he continues going on in his field. He leaves onions there in the space of two rows, which means he leaves eight amas of onions, and then once again, he uproots another two rows of onions, that's a total of eight amas, and he plants one row of deluin there, which means across the 24 amas section of his field, starting from the beginning, we'll have two amas of empty space, four rows of deluin, another two amas of empty space, eight amas of betzalim, another two amas of empty space, four amas of deluim, and then two amas of empty space. And again, as we had mentioned previously, this would mean that there's a full 12 amas in between these rows of deluim. And again, that 12 amas would be two amas of empty space, eight amas of onions, and two amas of empty space. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, no, we don't have to have 12 amas. He just uproots two rows of onions. Again, that's eight amas. And he just replants those two rows with and then he leaves onions standing in the place of two rows. So that means he's leaving eight amas of onions. And he uproots another two rows, which is eight amas of onions. And he plants those two rows, which is eight amas of deluin. Which means, according to Rabbi Kiva, in between the two rows of deluin, there's only eight amas not 12 amas. And also, there isn't so much empty space. There's only one tefach of empty space in between the onions and the deluim. Now, the chamim say, if there isn't 12 amas in between one row and the other one, that which is planted in the middle is not allowed to remain there. The Gemara is going to explain because it seems to be that they're saying the same exact thing as Rabbi Shmuel. However, we're going to see that there is somewhat of an argument between them. We're going to stop you for the day, but pick up tomorrow with the Machlaikas and Shitas Rabbi Shmuel, what exactly Rabbi Shmuel holds. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.